Recorded live. Hello. It's Reverend Jennifer. Good evening, Reverend Jennifer. Evening, Venerable Dahani. <laughs> ah, so we've got a few minutes here to the top of our call. And uh, I don't know if anybody's on the call yet with us. Anybody want to say hello? Tell us where you're calling from. Yet. <laughs> Sometimes people are, they set their phone up so that they're muted out. And um, so uh, they like to stay muted out. But if anybody's there and wants to say hello and where you're calling from, please do. All right, well, we've got a couple of minutes. Okay. Well, I, I, I know it's a polite conversation to talk about the weather, but it's actually remarkably cool here now. And uh, usually this is the most sweltering time of year, and we've been having uh, weather in the 60s. So right now it's probably mid-60s out there, low 60s. Kind of crazy. How's your weather there? Um, it's warm and humid. Um, we've had unseasonably warm weather, and it fluctuates. Uh, you one has a sense that the weather patterns are changing, and uh, you can have four or five days of record-breaking heat, and on cool days and hot days again. And this appears to be uh, related to the changes in the upper air rivers, the jet stream. Mm. And some of the people that I speak to, they also think the changes in the weather are a reflection of increased energy coming from somewhere to the Earth. Some say from the heart of the galaxies. Others think it's uh, energy being pumped in from other dimensions as we become more... uh, permeable uh, and expansive in our awareness that we're connected in multi-levels of relationship. Well, the weather patterns are definitely um, odd this year in Los Angeles. This is the coolest year by so far that I ever remember it. I'm, I'm grateful that it's not hot, but I know... The East Coast has had those sweltering temperatures. Certainly it's a reminder that we uh, live in a a universe of change, that there's no one pattern or one idea that we can hold on to, even what we assume to be the natural patterns of the weather. They, too, are changing. And uh, some would say there's a connection with our consciousness also. Absolutely. Well, we're just at 6 o'clock here, but before we begin our call, um, let's just do a check-in and see if anybody wants to say hello and where you're calling from.
I'll, I'll say hi. Hi, this is Anasuya, and I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Good evening, Anasura. Hello. And the other voice? Anybody else want to say hi and where you're calling from? This is Jeannie calling from Massachusetts. Hello, Jeannie. Hi, Venerable. This is Stephen from Los Angeles. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening. This is Olivia calling from Massachusetts. Good evening, Olivia. Good evening, Venerable. Anybody else want to say hello and where you're calling from? Good evening, Venerable. This is Stephanie calling from Los Angeles. Good evening, Stephanie. Thank you. A virtual community of light. Yes. Most definitely. All right. Well, last call. Anyone want to say um, hello and where you're calling from? Let us begin. Shall I start us off with a blessing? Please do. Let's all take a breath of gratitude here together. So grateful and so thankful to be this virtual circle, this virtual community of light, love, joy, wisdom, peace, harmony. We're invoking all these wonderful spiritual qualities And stepping into this timeless moment now, declaring ourselves to be fully available, fully receptive, awake and alert to the teachings of Venerable Dahani. What I know is that she is that clear ringing bell and we are healed by the sound of her voice, by the teachings that she offers. We open ourselves to receive them so fully that we declare this to be a life-changing opportunity, not just for those of us on the call, but for anyone who listens generations to come. We are so grateful here and now to be this receptive place for these teachings to land, to expand. And we are grateful, grateful, grateful that we get to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In deep and abiding gratitude, we open even further to receive, to receive, and to share. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. May the wisdom potential in every being flourish and grow. The title of this conversation is rather long, and uh, I will read it. Energize the seed of awakened mind, which recognizes all beings as our relatives. Via telepathy experiments, ley lines, grid works, the direct connection of our body-mind with the earth, the solar system, galaxies, 
recognizing nature of one's own heart realization of unified field. The truth is it's all happening right now within each and every one of us. That seed of awakened mind which gives the appearance of myriad realms and myriad realms are a song of vibration within our hearts. And the appearance of our bodies arise through spiraling energies. These spiraling energies, according to the elements and our emotion and thought, give rise to our appearance of physical form in the relative dance. And in the ultimate state, we are inseparable from that light, that awakened wisdom potential. And as such, every being is connected with us through the field of energy. The first connection is that of our pulse, our heart pulse, pulsing with the heart of the earth, which is in a dynamic conversation with the sun, and the sun herself with the heart of the galaxy. When we think of the how these spiraling energies coalesce, we can take a look at Chinese medicine, which outlines the meridians or the energy pathways in the body. And we can see a correspondence in the energy pathways in the earth and also the lightning grid work above the earth. It is said through spiraling energies similar to the forming of the neural tube as one is developing in neutral. These hollow spiraling energies also connect our earth to the sun. So the process of the human being arising is actually a replication of myriad worlds arising. And the spiraling energy can be conceptualized as mother energy, father energy. And that wisdom is the seed that gives rise to all appearances. So from the spiraling energies, there becomes the energy systems of our bodies, the fire, water, air, earth, and sound, and some would say space or wood. These energy systems also relate to states of consciousness. So the fire is about compassion, about love and hate, and the water is pristine awareness in the awakened state, and it is our emotions, and hydrogen carries the message of the first song of exploration. So there is no reason to go outside to look. The seed of wisdom is within each and every being. 
and through the field of energy that we call life, which it can be described as electromagnetic, we interchange information with one another. So on a simple level, we can say, intuitively, we know when to call a friend. And in our heart, there is the recognition that the friend who appears far away continuously speaks within our heart through the flowing energy of mind appearing as sweet water or any of the elements. The pristine awareness of the sweet water is a reminder that it is within, that there is a, some may call it a tone, others may call it a, a seed of potential, Buddha mind, Christ mind, uh, however we name it, we are all connected to this mystery. And our emotions may appear and uh, give rise to suffering through covering that pristine awareness with the ideas of them in us or holding on to anger or fear and unwillingness to forgive oneself and others for what might have been, could have been, should have been. So there is also the energy of the air which contributes to our skin, our lungs, and our ability to think. And through the air element, our speech and our mind's chatter contributes to the appearances arising in the dream we call life. Uh, in the ultimate sense, we have not left the field of wisdom, and as explorers, in the relative sense, we experience our individual lives, and we are continuously connected to that wisdom seed and to one another. The tree, the wood element, also the energy of the liver, and again, one can say this is the element of air or the tree of wisdom. The energy of the wood element enables us to synthesize information. And the mind that sees clearly without overlaying uh, Opinions, the one that can penetrate the appearance to recognize what it is, seeing more clearly creates less confusion. So the air element and the mind's ability to synthesize information is also played out in the background chatter of our minds how we think of ourselves in relationship 
to our family, clan, nations, the universe. And the background chatter is conditioned view, conditioned awareness that is very much part of one's education, one's uh, social uh, strata, one's belief. And when we continue to observe the energy of the voice, it becomes apparent that it is a co-creative energy and that we, with our speech, contribute to pacifying confused states and energizing the potential in all of us to express awakened understanding and cooperation. So from the findings of the Yellow Emperor, who first brought out teachings on the movement of energy through the human body and the uh, basis of health and understanding through the balanced flow of these energy fields, there comes a later exploration that the human body's moving field is also connected to the movement of energy within the earth. And so in Europe, this is known as the study of ley lines. And this is not to say that the Yellow Emperor's teachings did not include uh, geomancy. Uh, it is just to speak that the ley lines uh, presently have an understanding in the Western mind through the observation of sacred structure and sacred sites that uh, seem to be in a line of energetic flow. This energetic flow is based on uh, magnetism, electromagnetism. And the energy of the earth is also in relationship with that of the sun. And uh, some scientists have recently found that there are tubules, hollow spirals of energy moving between the earth and the sun. In a sense, this is also occurring within us as human beings. And just as an aside, in 1987, many Mayan elders came out and asked people around the world to make prayer offerings of yellow flowers to the uh, morning sun and to give thanks. And it was their instruction that by making a prayer of appreciation to the sun, it would uh, recalibrate her energy and restore the balance of communication in the hearts of the people, the earth, and the sun. So the ley lines have been um, studied 
around the world, and uh, a Dr. Kathy from Australia actually created a computer program which those of you who use Google Earth can download and superimpose over the Earth. And these are pathways of energy communication that are similar uh, in concept to the meridians within our own bodies. So one can see the connection between our own physical form and the form of the earth and her communication with the sun. How is it that one's consciousness affects the environment? Uh, Sometimes in the past I visited holy sites where people who were considered saints had lived and the land where they once lived was still imbued with the sweetness of their view, their great love. Similar to tuning the piano and tuning one's voice, when people have a deep remembrance of that unity with love, light, wisdom, they are able to leave that resonance in the atmosphere and one may visit such a place and feel themselves uplifted. Another way that people know of the ley lines is through the observation of the church structures or cathedrals that have been built. Uh, Prior to Christianity, these were pathways of older people's celebration. And as time moved on, people recognized the power potential of those nexus points of energy lines and built cathedrals, which in a sense became amplifiers of the energy in those places. And in this hemisphere, many of the ancient sacred sites of indigenous people were uh, later built over by uh, Christianity, uh, making churches, because the sacred site is a place where one may receive negative ions to energize and stabilize their physical form and also to hear the voice of wisdom as it flows through the universe. So each of us is connected to all that is And it is not necessary to go anywhere when we rest in the heart of understanding and awareness. And the first step is the awareness of how much there is to be thankful for and offering 
words and thoughts of appreciation. Just uh, for one second, somebody, there's a ringing sound in the background that we're intermittently hearing. So um, if you don't know if you're muted out, you can mute yourself out with a star six, or many people have a silent mute button on their phone. Thank you. So hearing the sounds of those beyond the horizon is a way my grandparents spoke of listening to the heart awareness of our relatives wherever they are. And as an experiment, I invite you to consider yourself as vibrating energy spiraling energy, descending and ascending like a great rainbow torus ring. And at the heart, spiraling galaxies through which a blue-white jet of light is emitted. Giving thanks and offering Words of appreciation to those who have pointed the way. Let us consider where is an old friend today? Hear their voice. Visualize the last time you met. And as you exhale, send them a loving greeting. And as you inhale, observe what it is they share. The return pulse of your greeting. Someone's washing the dishes, I think. Yes. Someone's unmuted, maybe in the kitchen. Star six. Unmute yourself. Thank you. A sound that many of us are very familiar with. So, the breath going out, our thoughts moving in the world, our speech moving in the world. And inhaling, hearing the sound of our friends and loved ones who may be far away. Once more. Sending a message of appreciation for that friend or a special moment shared. 
and as you inhale, sense the return pulse and allow your inner eye to see where they are and also invite them to contact you. And generally, within three days, you will hear from that person or someone will connect you with them. Many years ago, in fact, it was in 1984 at our first elders gathering in Huntington, Vermont, one of the guests who came was named Gabu. He was a Aboriginal elder from Australia, and he showed us how to stand on an outcropping of rock and to, with your feet, rhythmically stamp and reach with your thought to your friends. And he said, if you ever want to contact me, this is what you do. And there were many times when I stood on a rock or I sensed him standing on a rock where he communicated his prayers for the planet's well-being and his prayers of appreciation. So the rhythm of the feet and the intention of the heart to share appreciation resonated through the earth. Just as submarine communication systems resonate through the earth, the electrical power of our cells and heart guided with kindness moves beyond myriad realms. The energy of our heartfelt appreciation requires no batteries and moves through many dimensions. So the thought of each of us contributes to the field and the view in our home, our neighborhood, uh, our nation. And we can accept views that are um, promulgated or we can rest in the understanding that we are all connected and we may carefully choose those thoughts and ideas that we wish to see flourish. Uh, my grandparents called this spiritual sovereignty. 
spiritual sovereignty is the understanding that each human being, even the critters, have direct access to the seed of awakened mind. And we train ourselves to recall that natural state which has been forgotten through believing that our physical existence is separate from the universe. It is all connected. So just as the meridians within our bodies are supported by the earth and many people find their health restored through walking barefoot upon the earth. Also, there is a biodynamic relationship of our thought with the sun. Uh, One may think it is a very large star far away, yet it is composed of the same elements that we are composed of and that the earth is composed of. And the processes of spiraling communication goes on within the sun as it also goes on within ourselves. So this living dynamic communication chooses to share. And when one withholds love, then there becomes portions of stagnation. Stagnation forms in portions of the system. And that bubble of belief of separation uh, wants to perpetuate itself. And wise person does not add to, nor fight with, just observes the appearance of the bubble. Say it is the bubble of Zeminas, or the bubble of sectarianism. Wise person observes the common energies, the thought, the intention, the elements that give rise to each group, each view. And so to walk in harmony is to neither move towards or move away from. It is to stand in that state of loving awareness. But is loving awareness. It is the understanding that the energy of the water renews and sustains our bodies. And yet the sweet water we drink arose from space. 
The waters of the earth, where do they come from? They began in, a, in spiraling clouds, in great nebula. And these spiraling clouds coalesce just like our ideas and belief systems coalesce into what we momentarily call real. And as we observe what we thought was real, changes. Sometimes people thought the world was flat. Now we know it is egg-shaped. So, from the heart-direct perception, the intuition reveals the ideal of awakened action and of universes arising is inseparable from the dance of each of us as we walk to the kitchen, as we receive the bounty of a meal. So there are some very uh, wonderful sites uh, on the internet that can go into more detail uh, about the nature of the universe, uh, particularly one called Thunderbolts, or you can uh, Google Keeley, um, who was a self-taught physicist who observed the universe in terms of harmonics. And you can sing a song and gain understanding of the harmonics of our mind and speech contributing to the appearances arising. Just as Ella Fitzgerald would hit a high sea and shatter a glass, we also as human beings may shatter those concepts that are perpetuating confusion and causing suffering. We too may think, speak, live the sound that dispels illusions and sees the appearance of illusions as not separate from the awakened state. So it's not waiting to go to heaven. It is recognizing the potential to live as awakened beings right now here on earth. I invite you for a moment to again recall your natural state as luminosity, luminous rainbow energy, spiraling energies, aware of the space 
between the atoms, the space between the subatomic particles. How amazing and wonderful this gift of the human body. And it is inseparable from stardust. How precious the gift of speech. May we speak those words which awaken the wisdom potential within one another. So there are many methods and mind sciences that point away to sweeping away illusion. And then there is the mind science that cuts through condition view. And there is the mind science that sees things as they are inseparable from the awakened state. So the holy beings that we revere, their ideal present is a potential within each of us. And that ideal is inseparable from all of us. So there's also, above the ley lines, a lightning grid work. This lightning grid work, um, we see it as the dancing lightning in the sky. It also is an expression of the information transference within our brains that we contribute to the field view, our belief of what it is, gives it the appearance of what it is, and then we recognize its emptiness. What does it mean, emptiness? Potential. 
it doesn't exist by itself. The appearances are myriad threads of thought, appearances interacting. And then we give it the belief of I, them, and us. And too often we want to protect that view of I, them, and us. And this makes more cloudy the eyes and more heavy the heart. And so we move to spiritual practice because the suffering that arises through that forgetfulness turns us to study, impels us to cease suffering first within our own condition. And how does that suffering arise? Projection of our mind, echoes of our speech, ripples in the field. So we see it is best to energize uh, words which liberate, educate, and actions which generate kindness, like this new TV commercial where one person does a good deed and another and another and another. That is the growing edge for us on this planet. To step outside of a conditioned view and recognize that each one of us do make a difference. I'd like to read a little something. This is from a book called Ley Lines uh, by Danny Sullivan. The prehistoric purpose of a beacon fire was to act as a guide. Its extensive use as a warning symbol was a medieval application. The fires were ways of communicating along a line of sight, and that line of sight was also a pathway that was easy to walk and through that line of sight, one could convey information through those sacred fires. Even today, many communities maintain a sacred fire. The sacred fire is a offering, a reminder, an offering of warmth, of appreciation, a reminder of the light from whence all appearances have arisen, and also a marker of pathways through which energy flow. Another example of 
lines of communication through the earth having to do with the lightning grid work can be uh, expressed through the dynamic wind energies around the Colorado Plateau and the Tibetan Plateau. There is a changing cycle in the Earth's breath that is observable in each of these places, and it's a 12-hour cycle of change. And the caves within the Earth, they also inhale and exhale. Some of those caves, they exhale an energy that is wisdom and life force enhancing. Others, like the caves in which the uh, seers or sibyls would see, would exude uh, gases that, in a sense, made people uh, dizzy and they would then have visions, or intoxicated, and they would then have visions. So the breathing pulse of the earth and the lightning pulses of the earth are connected with our own cranial sacral pulse. So when one feels alone, this is a good way to remember that we are all connected with the pulse of life. And many suffer feeding alone, forgetting that we are in a field of wisdom and joy and that within us we have access to joy. How does it become obscured this direct access to joy. Many ways, harm, unkind words, the unkind things that humans do to one another, and some manage to hold on to the potential for joy and they continue to live uh, through situations that seem unbearable. What has that person connected to? They connect to the wisdom potential within. And uh, we can call it God, we can call it Buddha, it is beyond name, it is mystery, and the seed of wisdom potential is in us all. So where do we place our attention? Where do we look? Do we look at the past, or do we recognize that in the present, the future and the past are changing and growing. You think, how can we affect the past? Well, recently I read an article where uh, photons 
as they were viewed in the present, seem to have an impact on photons that were viewed in the past. Brings us back to the circle of life. Uh, so where we are right now is the best place to be. And I invite you to share in another experiment uh, thinking of your family, friends, and neighbors aware of oneself as luminosity, all beings, relatives in the dance, within the heart's awareness. Recognizing the light, wisdom in our family, friends, neighbors, co-workers. We are grateful. What is the first suffering? Separation from the joy which is free from sorrow, from the wisdom potential within. How is it pacified? by giving thanks? How is the conditioned view purified? Attention to the ideal to which we aspire and doing what needs doing. I pray that these words remind you as the wisdom that is your natural state. The practical application is to speak of what you wish to see accomplished and walk as it is accomplished and to see the wisdom 
potential in one another. Where there appears to be conflict, visualize the ideal, speak to it. Where there is the habitual view of seeing things in conflict, replace it with the words of the ideal. And let us each do our part to honor the precious opportunity of life and to polish our skills that we may remind all those we meet that our natural state is luminosity. wisdom potential in every being flourish and grow come forth as ever more skillful methods so do you have any questions venerable this is Olivia. Yes, Olivia. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is true that there is no such thing as time as we think of it in linear fashion, are we also able to reach out beyond the horizon to our relatives that have passed on? Yes. The Mormons believe that very strongly. They're making prayers for the world's deceased people. Okay. Yes. And this uh, experiment that I just saw an abstract of yesterday uh, was very intriguing about the impact of our observation in the present upon the past. Yeah. And certainly, homeopathic medicine uh, addresses some issues of the past. For example, uh, for uh, children who appear to be too active, or sometimes called ADD, Mm. um, the remedy that's applied is scabies remedy a remedy for a mite that some of their ancestors may have had as they came over on ships. Hmm. Thank you. Mm Well, and as we're waiting for the next question, uh, I'll toss in a question about following up on what Olivia asked. So what I think of is if now is all there is, there's only now, and time 
is an illusion, a construct for us to be able to operate in this world, then I always think that I can pray about things in the past and that that will actually shift what happened in the past or the energy of it so that I can feel differently about it now. Yes, many people have actually experienced that by reviewing the past, making uh, amends, forgiveness, apology. One no longer is locked in the pattern of reaction and is free in the moment. And the past is also changed because it's no longer leaving the imprint that it had. So it's 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 being willing to let go of the idea that something other than our thoughts are creating, that giving up the victimhood and recognizing that we are part of this creating mind. Yes. I, I one of the most powerful and life-changing experiences I've ever had was when we were in Kauai Venerable and um, I think we were actually on a break from a teaching and uh, we we had that magnificent array of crystals that Shan Waters had put out and um, you were, you said to the, the few of us that were standing there not that we, you said something like, you don't want to say or energize anything that you don't want to call into being, particularly in front of the crystals, but just in general, don't say it unless you want to experience it. And in that moment, I felt like I had a complete head-to-toe recalibration and even though I'd heard so many teachers make that same statement, in that moment, uh, what I feel is the combination of your knowing it so clearly and my willingness to know it clearly, I had a recalibration and I I made the commitment in that moment not to speak anything I didn't want to call into to being and see in my life and it's 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 completely changed my life that that moment of realization yes a, a cutting through a con- cutting through a bubble of belief into understanding the power of the mind
Does anybody else have a question for Venerable? Uh, this is Olivia again. Yes. Um, I'm wondering, Venerable, when you speak about this idea of seeing the path differently, something it's making me wonder if um, the Iranian president, it's making me wonder if perhaps by denying the Holocaust or that it happened or people that are doing that, are they trying to do that? Maybe also? <laughs> That's an interesting concept. I'm not so sure of what their motivations are. Yeah. Perhaps the lesson is uh, let us not focus so much on the errors of the past, better to consider what we wish to accomplish today. Yes. Although I cannot speak to or for the motivations of people who deny the Holocaust. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Venerable. Hi, Venerable. Yes. Um, it's after Jeannie. Day. I have a Jeannie. Huh? Yes. Nichols. Thank you. Yes. Um, I have a question, and I'm not quite certain how to frame it. So, what I've been thinking about is the way that the energy that our voices, the the sound that our voices make, carries energy, mm-hmm. and that. Um, that sometimes it's possible to to hear in that in the vibration of a voice the um, the thought patterns that uh, that are that the person the individual um, that I am putting out into the universe. And sometimes hearing a um, a harsh um, tone will stop me in my just the sound of that will stop will make me stop because there's the awareness that um, that the vibration somehow is creating um, something that that I would prefer not to create. Can, w- will you talk a bit about just the vibration of sound? Oh, yes. When one is tense, the tension in the voice, in a sense, uh, cuts off the actualization or the accomplishment of what one wishes. Um, so the wise practitioner takes time to breathe deeply, completely, and allowing the voice to carry the thought. 
So when we speak from a place of tension or hurriedness, it certainly comes out. Um, And others not wishing to hurry or feel tense then choose not to listen. And when we can hear our voice and uh, carefully bring forth the the full tonal potentials of our voice, which is, of course, related on our breath and the health of our body-mind. Awareness of the voice and breath also uh, ameliorates stress and make transparent the conceptual bubbles. Yes. And so the sweet crooning to someone who is uncomfortable brings ease, or the sound of the ah is a sense of um, empathy. And one feels they're being heard. So our voices are incredible instruments. And our voice carries our mind. So... Information comes out in a voice that may not even be intended. Mm. And it is uh, coming out so we may recognize it. (laughs) The mirror. Yes. Um, Sherry Edwards does incredible research on uh, sound and voice. And you can Google her. Um, And I've recently met with a group of people who uh, work with cancer survivors playing harps. Oh. And, of course, the harp is close to your chest. And people are having um, wondrous recoveries. through the power of sound, learning to tune the instrument and then the reverberations of the strings harmonics through the body, recalibrate and restore the body's uh, access to uh, balance, even food absorption is enhanced by uh, the appropriate tones. So the birth path songs are a baseline for restoring um, equilibrium in the physical system with sound. And then there are people who are uh, taking it into deeper levels of specificity 
uh, to alleviate suffering. And so there's the example. I think it was a group affiliated with the University of Wisconsin's music department where they've actually published papers about their work with uh, cancer survivors playing the harps, Mm. Irish folk harps. Because all appearances are vibration. And uh, as human beings, generally attention is upon four octaves of a 48 or 68 octave field of potential. And Often we think it is to go outside to listen when the listening is deep within. Like an example is when you have the good opportunity to visit a sacred cave. In Colorado, there are some extraordinary places that were sacred to the indigenous people who've lived there for thousands of years. And when inside those caves, the sound of the earth sounds like a chorus. Mm. And occasionally the wind sounds like a chorus. A couple of years ago, I had a a very uh, unusual experience. Uh, Something told me to go outside and the wind was blowing. And the wind was blowing uh, and making the sounds of all the chants that I do. (laughs) And a person called me from Colorado and they said they were impelled to call me because they heard the chants on the wind. Hmm. So vibration is the movement of energy at specific speeds and all appearances are dancing. And we determine it's a particular color based on uh, the speed at which the photons are dancing. And we say it is uh, the no day based upon the speed at which the string is vibrating. So when the string is not vibrating, where is the sound? It's there as potential. And it's that way with the awakened wisdom seed in all of us. It's there as potential, and certain activities reveal it. And some activities occlude it, Mm. occlude one's recognition of it. Yes, clear clear seeing and clear hearing. What we 
what we strive for. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my joy and pleasure to have that motivation. That is the most wondrous motivation that we may see clearly and speak clearly and invite the wisdom potential in each being and each moment to be revealed. Venerable, this is Stephen. Oh, and, yes. Uh, I am um, in inquiring about the the gap or the the flow between forgetfulness and awareness. When I am when I look within, I can reach these places where I can see the the seed potential of wisdom and the luminosity in others. Mm. And it's a a wonderful feeling. And then when I come down from the mountain, forgetfulness sets in. What would you say to that? I'd say the more often you remember, the less you forget. Is that the uh, the motivation that you just got through talking about? Yes, to have the aspiration to see things as they are, to express that wisdom potential. Uh, and Buddhism is taking refuge in the Buddha mind and having the motivation, the aspiration to realize Buddha mind and not just for oneself, for the benefit of all beings. Mm. And without that compassion, without that motivation, that myriad beings also benefit. Uh, There is not complete realization because myriad beings are one with the field. Yes. So we can, how could we leave them behind? It's like we make a commitment, we will love every being, except for that one, then we are not loving Thank you. You're welcome. We come to conclusion, and I am thankful for the opportunity that we may share in this way. 
And may the wisdom potential in each and every one flourish and grow and be expressed as ever more skillful methods and joy, joy, joy. Thank you so much, Venerable. Our minds. <laughs> So we have no goodbye. <laughs> we are one in the field. See you in the light. See you in the light. See you in the light. Good night. See you in the light. Night. See you in the light. See you in the light. And I'm night. going to end the recording and uh, folks want to stay on and talk as often happens after a masterful living call, please feel free.